Coming up on the Backstop Podcast, the Red Sox remain in first place in the AL East, but what can they do to remain on top of the division? I will break down the details and concerns, especially after the Blue Jays series. Plus, more no-hitters? What's going on with baseball this season? Is this best for business? I don't know, but I'm definitely going to tell you my opinion on all this. And finally, the outlook of the Red Sox Phillies series on the OV's Backstop Podcast. The Boston Red Sox hit the field looking to get back on top of the American League East. We're breaking down every pitch all season long on OV's Backstop Podcast, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Welcome everyone to episode 15 on Ovi's Backstop Podcast. I'm yours truly, Ovi Muniz. The Red Sox stand alone in first place by one game. Since April 10th, the Red Sox have remained in first place while the Rays, Blue Jays, and Yankees changed places in the standings. Thankfully enough, J.D. Martinez was able to hit a go-ahead two-run homer in the ninth inning on Thursday night to give the Red Sox the lead over the Blue Jays and Matt Barnes to save it for an 8-7 win. The Red Sox took two out of three games against the Blue Jays this week, but there are still some concerns in that active roster. The Red Sox are batting a 266, second in Major League Baseball behind the Houston Astros. They are third in home runs and RBIs. They're also in first place in total bases. It seems as though the strikeouts are a reasonable since they are ranked 16th in the league, but the Red Sox do strike out a lot. 17 games already have they struck out in double digits, but the most important play in baseball is what you do when the runners are in scoring position. The Red Sox are batting a 248 with runners in scoring position. That's when the team has runners on second and third base or a combination thereof. And the Red Sox seem to fail in bringing in runs to support their starting pitchers. Thankfully enough, the Red Sox are in first place, but things are about to be more competitive than usual. We gotta thank Alexander Bogarts and JD Martinez because they are ripping it up this season. Both of those players are batting over 300. But then when you got batters like Franchi Cordero, who was supposed to be a promising one, not delivering. He is struggling batting a 170. There is so much expectation for Cordero, but he might find himself in a rehab assignment. Danny Santana may get the call up to be activated this weekend against the Phillies. Danny Santana, he is another utility player that can play any position. He is also a switch hitter. But what will Alex Cora do? What will Alex Cora and the rest of the administration will do? With all those batters that are struggling, right now on the current roster, they have a total of four players that are hitting below 250. But despite being in first place, something has to happen in order for the Red Sox to remain contenders and not pretenders as we get approached midway through the season. On the other side, on the mound, the Red Sox are 13th in ERA with a 3.90. And that's not that bad. It's still under 4. There are 6 in total strikeouts. 
and have given up the fewest bombers in the league. As a matter of fact, they rank third without giving up that much home runs. But when you look closely, the starting pitchers look fabulous and they're performing well. But they're not lasting long in the games. They're lasting at least five innings. Gary Rich is probably the only one that's lasted all the way through seven innings in the game. And that is concerned, especially when you're dealing with the bullpen. How much can that bullpen handle with all those arms throwing constantly? Look at pitchers Austin Bryce, Matt Andrews, and Josh Taylor. They're having a difficult time shutting down their opponents. In the last seven games, Andrews has been having an ERA of 9.00. Andrews and Taylor have allowed opposing batters to collectively bat over 300. That is a big concern, especially if it's a close game. You want them to shut those players down. But if they can't do it, the Red Sox need to do something. It's already the month of May. Matter of fact, we're closing the month of May. And pretty soon we're hitting June with opponents like the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. The AL East is a competitive division and is one of the best divisions right now in Major League Baseball. We got four teams uh, batting. Well, I should say we have four teams that their record's over 500. The race is tight as we have the Rays behind one game. The Yankees a game and a half and the Blue Jays two and a half games. The Orioles have slipped away as they only won two of the last 10 games. The Red Sox are going on 41 days in first place. And there is plenty of room for improvement. And we know it. Alex Cora knows it. But what are they going to do between now and July 31st, which is the trade deadline? The Red Sox will go on the road against the Philadelphia Phillies, which we'll talk about later. Then they will face the Atlanta Braves, Miami Marlins, and then start off the month of June against the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. This season, we have already witnessed one, two, three, four, five, six, six no-hitters. And I will start with April 9th, 2021. Joe Musgrove from the San Diego Project shut down Texas Rangers 3-0. Carlos Rondon from the Chicago White Sox shut down the Cleveland Indians 8-0. John Means of the Baltimore Orioles shut down the Seattle 6-0. Wade Miley, Cincinnati Reds shut down the Cleveland Indians. Spencer Trumbull from Detroit Tigers shutting down the Seattle Mariners 5-0. And Corey Gluber did it which was back-to-back -back days between Turnbull and Kluber, who did it on May 19th. The Yankees defeated the Texas Rangers 2-0. I see a trend here. The Texas Rangers and the Cleveland Indians. How do it get shut down twice, two no-hitters each? That's unheard of. And this is supposed to be the hardest thing to do in baseball. Let alone, let alone, excuse me, the perfect game. I don't know what to tell you. That this is pretty much either the teams are struggling and they don't they're not adjusting, 
Maybe the offense has, has been flawless. I don't know. But this is definitely not good for baseball. Okay? We expect like certain pitchers, those elite pitchers, to do it. But how many of you guys know these pitchers minus Corey Kluber because he's a Yankee? Wade Miley, yeah, he's a former Red Sox pitcher. He never performed that well when he was with the organization. And all of a sudden, he's throwing a no-hitter. There's a lot of pitches going on that's pitching spectacular, which is all right. But when you're trying to get a lot of offense in baseball, trying to get the crowd to get into it and everything else, it's just not happening. The only thing that's good is when we go to extra innings and the guy that made the last out is at second base. It's pretty much worked well and definitely has narrowed down the extra innings. We don't have to expect any 18 to 21 inning games. But to have six, and I don't even let's not even talk about that one particular game with Bumgarner, which he pitched a no-hitter, but only was seven innings. Only because it was a doubleheader. So there's a lot that's going on. And one is to wonder, are the batters actually trying? Is it really the baseball? I mean, I don't know what it is. Everyone has their assumptions. But I tell you what, if this keeps going, we might have C6, 7, or even 8 more no-hitters by the time the season's over. So you tell me, is this best for business? Is this good baseball? Please let me know. Leave a comment. Let me know how it is, and I'll definitely share it in my next episode of Ovi's Backstop Podcast. Now, this podcast is brought to you by Clover Chris Media. They are our biggest sponsor for this show. If you want to know more about Clover Chris Media, go to Clover, clovercrismedia.com to hear more of the podcast. And if you want to get yourself involved and want to be heard, by all means, reach out to clovercrestmedia.com. The Red Sox will try to extend their two-game winning streak against Bryce Harper, Rice Hoskins, and the Phillies. That's right, the Phillies. They're going to be in town, right, in Philadelphia. The Red Sox are 14-6 on the road, the best record in baseball on, uh, as a road team. To go against the Philadelphia Phillies, 14-8 at home. The Phillies have lost 6 of the last 10 games. Could this be a great advantage for the Red Sox and actually sweep the Philadelphia Phillies? Well, in Game 1, we have Martin Perez for the Red Sox. And he'll go against Aaron Nola. Perez has given up a 243 average against the Pirates. Excuse me. <laughs> Not the Pirates. I was used to Andrew McCutcheon being a Pirate. But he's with the Phillies. So my bad. But at 243 against the Philadelphia Phillies. Andrew McCutcheon has batted very well against Martin Perez. And so has Gene Segura. Who is the only one in the roster that's belted a home run against Perez. Aaron Nola. He's done very well against the Red Sox. Allowing only a the Red Sox players to bat a 175. Jenny Martinez has struck out six times in Nola's career. In game two, we have Nathan Ovaldi. He will definitely get on the mound and he has struggled against the Phillies. The Phillies is batting a 304. Bryce Harper and McCutcheon definitely has his number. 
Then we have Spencer Howard. There is no history with Howard and the Red Sox. So that remains a mystery. And in game three, we have Erod back on the mound as he's fared evenly against the Phillies, only allowing a 287, but he's given up a low scoring game. He has managed to shut down Bryce Harper, and we hope that he continues with the rest of the Philadelphia Phillies as, they, as we go against Zach Wheeler. Wheeler is an impressive pitcher, especially against the Red Sox, who only allowed the Red Sox to hit a 111. But a 111 is only against Cordero, Hernandez, Renfro, and Verdugo, which four of those players are former National League hitters. So, let's just put it out there right now. What could possibly happen in this series? I'm predicting it could be a sweep. The Red Sox do very well on the road. So, let it be. Let it be. The Red Sox go three straight to expand five games before they go home to Fenway Park. Thank you so much for listening to Ovi's Backstop Podcast, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. For more, visit hhwshow.com.